beautiful people. Happy November 25th in my world. Gotta be awesome here. Welcome to 3 to No Kitten. As you know, we're going to do a daily reading and uh, see what's, what's coming up. I, uh, <laughs> I've been venting the last couple days about this business situation, so I'm not going to do that. I will tell you, though, that as much as I'd like to think I've grown and gotten past, you know, people, other people's behaviors and stuff, that sometimes, guys, it's still a freaking struggle. And I did something yesterday. I mean, it wasn't completely horrible. It was more like a threat to be horrible. But even trying to do that, it's so not in my dynamic. I was literally like shaking as I was typing this evil thought process that I would probably never go through with. And I don't know if it helped or not. It actually made me feel more shitty and, and reminded me of who I am and how I need to be the bigger person in this situation. And the last time I had to do that was with someone that I cared about so greatly. Well, this person I don't really care about so greatly. So I don't know if it's making it easier to want to be evil. But here's what I know, even in the thick of it, right? It may not feel good. I feel burned, I feel used, I feel manipulated, but that's not how I roll. And I can see the gifts that are coming out of it. And if I was telling someone else in this situation, I would tell them to look for the gifts as well. And that's what people are telling me. And I agree. Those are the, those are the people that belong in my life. And I'm, and I'm so freaking grateful for them. And there's people that I didn't even meet yet that are supporting me. So that's pretty amazing. Um, and that's who I want to be. That's how I want to show up in the world. Those are the people I want to attract. I'm just calling it out that it's okay to feel icky for a while. And I'll get past the icky every day already since Sunday when the shit hit the fan. It's getting a little better. I think I'm, you know, cured and then I'm not. Uh, I think I'm over it, then I'm not. And, uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to navigate it as gracefully as I can. I wasn't graceful yesterday, if I'm being honest. I was I was really, like I said, I did a shitty post. And um, it's okay because I knew in my mind I would never actually take action on the stuff I was saying. Although it really does sound good, I don't think I will. At any rate, how about today's reading? And oh, by the way, I'm grateful for you guys for listening to me. Um, I'm sure that you've probably been in situations where people are doing you wrong. And I would imagine I'm not the only one who kind of, you know, thinks of revenge <laughs> as one of the ways to deal with it. Uh, if if you ever have been or ever will be in that situation, it, you know, revenge isn't worth it. Like, let's, it's just not, you know, the, the people who act with no integrity or that are hurtful, you know, that's, that's what they'll attract. People who have no integrity and that are hurtful too. And, and they can keep them in their universe and I'll just keep my loving, amazing community in my. Okay, here goes. Joanne Wolfgang Goth says, one ought every day at least, to hear a little song, read a good poem, see a fine picture. Recovery is a serious process, 
but it doesn't have to be grim or totally lacking in humor. Nobody ever said we can't have fun and enjoy life along the way. In fact, newcomers often comment on their surprise at hearing so much hearty laughter at 12-step meetings. But fun isn't always waiting for us. Often we have to find it or make it ourselves. But that's an easy job now. Every day has a has quirky little moments we can enjoy and appreciate. Funny incidents that can change our day from gray to sunny. When we're feeling a little down, we can lift our mood by calling a friend who's always good for a laugh. We may be lucky enough to know someone in the program who shares our pain in a funny way. Then refreshed, we can attend to the serious and important business of recovery. Humor has a way of giving us perspective. We see we're not alone and laughter lets out tension. And in its place, we let in energy to face what the day has in store for us. Today, help me recognize the joy that is all around me. Help me find the fun in my day. Okay, so before I get into the whole uh, having fun and, and, and that part of it, that first paragraph about newcomers often comment on their surprise at hearing so much hearty laughter at 12-step meetings. I can remember so many meetings in Kansas City where we actually like apologized to the newcomer because they would walk in, you know, we'd be there early and we were talking about whatever we were talking about. And, and we'd socialize a lot of times outside of the group, you know, we've gone to dinner theater and sip and paint and baseball games. I mean, there was a lot of interaction in our community. We we're really pretty tight. We had potlucks like frequently, I want to say almost like once a month at any rate, um, it is it is weird as a newcomer to walk in and see like all this laughter and joy. And I can remember feeling guilty about it, right? Because I remember my first meeting. Oh, my God. My first meeting where I actually wanted to quit, I should say. And I bawled the whole freaking time. You know, like I'm walking into that room with shame and guilt and defeat and sadness and fear and embarrassment and all those things you know and there's this community that feel like appears to me like to have all their shit together um and I I think there's hope in that like I think that's what I felt and that's what I remember a lot of other people saying after their first meeting is they felt hope it it and it's a good example to set and and I Maybe I shouldn't have felt guilty about us being true to ourselves. So anyway, if you do say you're out here and you've never been to a GA meeting and you and you do, you know, find that you want to give it a whirl and that's what you walk into. Look at that as a signal of how you could be feeling when you get on the path to recovery and when you connect with the people that are living their best lives. And, and it's true what the reading says. We have to find it or make it for ourselves. And it is easier in recovery. There's still a lot of fear and a lot of, you know, I, don't, I, I hope not shame, but I know it exists. We were talking Saturday night and we were talking about dating. And one of my friends who, whose gambling got them into a real lot of trouble was talking about the fear of, you know, dating someone new and them not understanding. And I could see how our pasts 
you know, we don't want to broadcast the bad things about our past. But we shouldn't not date because of that fear. I believe that there's people out there for everyone. And, you know, it's part of the journey. Now, maybe they didn't make it as far enough, you know, like in their recovery journey to be okay with giving that a try. But I'm holding out hope. I mean, I know it'll come around. And I think you need proof. Like this this ugly situation that I'm going through, I had to believe that there was going to be people my kind of people that stuck with us. And I'm seeing that it's, it's very evident and, um, yeah, it's okay. It's going to be okay. So when we're feeling a little down, we can lift our mood by calling a friend who's always good for a laugh. And, and that's true too. Like when's the last time you called someone just to be like silly or just hung out with someone just to be silly? And I know if, if you're thinking, okay, well, you know, we're all in lockdown or whatever. I can remember one Friday night way back in April, my friends in Colorado were having like a game night on the computer. Um, not like a gambling game. Well, they did actually before I got on, they had played some sort of bingo. But then it was um, almost like a virtual Cards Against Humanity and we sat there and played and and visited and COVID actually gave me an opportunity to hang out with my Denver friends all the way from New York. So I really enjoyed that. So think outside the box a little. Maybe it's just watching, you know, funny movies or comedians on, on TV just to lift your heart up. There's that story about that man who was diagnosed with cancer pretty much extending his life or curing himself or doing something by watching all the funny movies and stuff and the, and the laughter and the, I don't know if it was the endorphins or however all the science works, but it basically made it. So we had a better quality of life through humor. So I really, that always stuck with me. I've heard that story in a couple different contexts and it, it's, it does relieve tension as the reading says, and we can see that we're not alone if we're <laughs> so <laughs> I can remember one day we were at the the center and there was probably 15 or 20 of us and it was almost so Paul from Recovery Elevator on his episodes he always did uh you might you know you're an alcoholic if you know, and then there was a punchline. And that was kind of what happened in this Saturday group meeting was like, you know, you're a gambler if, and it's everything from you, you know, you're a gambler if you're tearing up the casino cards and throwing them out the window because you'll never use them again, but you know that you'll go back and, and, and do it again. Or you get upset about a local retailer raising the price, but you have no problem throwing away three weeks pay in an hour, you know, those kinds of things. Like it's not really funny, but in recovery, we can laugh at the absurdity of it almost and laugh out of gratitude that we're not in that place anymore. So that's the difference. That's the perspective of it. So I hope that, you know, you're having fun and being funny. I know I'm going to, is today Wednesday already? It is Wednesday already. So tomorrow I'm going to Thanksgiving at my uncle's. I'll be with you guys in the morning before I go. But one of the things that I, I'm bringing is what's called crackers. And my UK people, I know you know what I'm talking about. 
So when I went to Denver for Christmas for a few years, we had these crackers. And crackers aren't what you're thinking like a cookie. They're these little tubes that are pretty, are decorated prettily. Is that a word? Prettily. And inside them, you find a treasure, like a little toy, um, some riddles and history, and then paper crowns. And it's just so much fun to do it and take turns and have our crowns on and read our jokes. And it's just a great way to start off the dinner. So we did it at my mother's house. It must have been two years ago. I think it was two years ago we did it. And again, it was fun. So when my uncle's girlfriend, when we were talking about what can I bring, that was her her request was crackers. Because I think that, so the Colorado people got the tradition from England. I got the tradition from them. Kim got the tradition from me. And it's just one of those things. I don't think you need to be in the UK to to play with the crackers. And they just add uh, just this element of joy. Like I'd rather make memories about wearing a paper crown and, and laughing at the holidays than all the other stuff that the holidays can bring. So food for thought. And actually, you're supposed to use them at Christmas, but we use them at Thanksgiving too. It's okay. <laughs> we decided, right? Like that's that's the rule. There's no rules when it comes to having fun. Well, I guess there is. I won't go down that road. But sweet, innocent, fun like that, healthy fun, highly recommend it. Highly recommend crackers as well. Um, and if you're going to run out and, and buy some, just know that the the prizes get better the higher the price that's the difference <laughs> all right beautiful people i am going to go get going on my day here i have a lot to do as usual all good stuff and um i hope that you have a fabulous wednesday let's make it a wacky wednesday since the topic is about humor and fun how about that all right beautiful people i'll talk to you tomorrow